Welcome to the Vulgar Auteurs, where we explore the filmographies of genre filmmakers. We are nearing the end of our series on the Wachowskis, and technically this is the last Wachowskis film we are covering. Uh, today we are talking about 2015's Jupiter Ascending. I'm Paco. I'm Terry. I'm Jason. All right. Um, Jupiter Ascending. So I have to say... I started out kind of on board with this one. I was like, bounty hunters in Chicago, fucking like space intrigue. And like, it felt like a very campy version of what Dune could have been. Yeah. Um, well, we, yeah, we, had and, by, we had by Dune on a jet bike thing. Like it was invisible. Like it, it was felt solid. Dune-y. Abraxas. Yeah. Isn't that like a Santana record or, or a Dune character? It's a Santana record, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, it was very close to one in any way, because I kept thinking that too. And I think it's close to Arrakis on purpose for that same reason. Like, Oh, I didn't actually consider that it, angle. But it's it's definitely got that sort of, would you call that space opera? Yeah, definitely. Um, vibe to it. But it just... I think uh, this is like the definition of space opera because there's so well, much what intrigue. Is the you know what is the definition of space opera? I mean, when I think it's of space like, opera, I think like... The singer? No, I, I think like multi-characters, uh, like a kind of like really world-spanning plotline, uh, space travel, and then like politics. That's that's kind of how I think of space opera. I also think of it as less hard sci-fi. Like most of it is more like fantasy set in space mm-hmm. versus like they do tend uh, to be a little more romanticized that's fair yeah there's kind of like a spaghetti western feel to it you know what i mean like a similar kind of romanticization yeah like my common definition is star wars is a space opera star trek is a sci-fi if that makes sense star trek is still kind of a star trek opera, tng though. let's say <laughs> i feel yeah. like i don't know the, but like it still fits the definition of a space opera in a number of ways. It's just not like it's not as about action necessarily. That's the thing. It's like a really broad definition. But I think that because the definition's so broad, it fits well in this movie because like uh it has like, you know, starts out on Earth and then we end up like a bunch of other planets and Channing Tatum does like the same thing like five different times to Mila Kunis and it's awful. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even kidding. There's there's like there's like two scenes where yeah. she's about to like give up her inheritance rights, and Channing Tatum has to like write yeah. a robot and save her. It's like two different times it's, in the movie. It's just like so it's strange. bad writing, it's, man. It's, it's bad so writing. Strange. Also, have there ever been two lead actors with less chemistry? Than never, yeah. never. It is atrociously bad in this movie. And both of them have been good in other films, like Mila Kunis. I don't love but i think she's pretty good in forgetting sarah marshall um if you guys have seen that that's like in the apatow universe um but and channing tatum has been good in several things but like i don't buy any chemistry between them it feels like they must hate each other off screen but even (laughs) then like good actors can do that like famously the actors in the notebook despised each other but like that's a romance that like feels real 
and like you feel chemistry. I don't know what's going on here, but it just feels glacial. Yeah. Like it's as cold and as soft and as dry as a relationship can be. Well, like it's joyless. It kind of feels like an extension of Foxcatcher with Channing Tatum, where like he just is the whole movie is gloomy and it does feel like a wild west movie in the sense that they're all facades like the entire movie just felt shallow to me um is an interesting one because they teamed up with grant hill who's been their uh producer since matrix reloaded and he was trying to encourage the wachowskis to come up with an original concept to sell and like an original series to start you know i'm guessing it was around the time where you know Harry Potter and all of these big series were kind of winding down and there was a huge gold rush where a bunch of folks were either buying intellectual properties like crazy or trying to figure out what the hell was up. And I I kind of did like this is an original like concept. Like there are bits and pieces of this movie Mm -hmm. that I thought were good. And then you have these weird like his name is Ash Kane or what Kane Wise or something. He has like Kane Hotter. And he rollerblade like it's he has it's dog ears. So we- okay, he but is like, kind of like a dog. Uh, let, but- let's let's be real here though. Like they're also tapping into like other popular culture, i.e., uh, furries. And I don't mean that in any kind yeah. of pejorative way, but it's like there's like a sort of the the sort of underculture, like the anime underculture that the Wachowskis have always mm-hmm. kind of been interested in. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't. It seems strange to me that 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 would be included with no kind of subtext about like popular culture in 2015 or I guess whenever it was filmed 2014, you know, Uh, I I honestly think that the world building for the most part works like this vast empire of like human slaughter worlds uh, like we have slaughterhouses is interesting and compelling no, i think it's it, I it, just, it's cool it, it's like very original and fun in a way that isn't entirely original but well, like I mean, that's fine human batteries are, are recurring in wachowski you know yeah, yeah. being able to use uh, people you yeah know, people are food yeah but i feel like the channing tatum character is like the central issue like he's just so silly that i remember when this movie came out that's what everybody was making fun of it uh, is. And it's like, he's an angel who's lost his wings, oh who's also yes. a Jesus dog Christ. man, who also has rollerblades. And yeah. th- dude, that, uh, that's like 17 like fan fiction fetishes rolled into one, though. Like, it's it, it feels like a movie that is meant to like appeal to a very broad audience, but like a like the subculture in addition to like the Hollywood audience. It's it's an interesting kind of inclusion. But, I mean, who the hell wants to see a movie about a roller skating dog man? No, but I'm saying that, like, that, the, the, like, cool kind of, like, skater boy thing, the uh, angel, like, the fallen angel and the dog man, like, all all of that, what? Uh, When we're talking cool skater (laughs) shit, I don't think that is ever included rollerblades rollerblades were cool at one time but my well maybe they're behind but like hackers come on when were they cool hackers because i fucking remember like big daddy big daddy in like 1998 like a big part of it is he throws like sticks in the path of them because everybody hates rollerbladers 
Um, but that doesn't. But see, like, but everybody hates rollerbladers. But there's enough of them to throw sticks in their path. My point is, is that like in culture, not anymore. Not in 2015. No, but, but like there's a bunch of subcultural like things. But also like in, in like cyberpunk and and all kinds of science fiction series, they do that. They'll resurrect those kinds of things. That's not unusual. I think about uh, like all the leather stuff in in the Matrix, which like has other connotations as well. But like, it's not like there was a huge leather scene in the '90s. Not to the like the latex kind of thing that they were rolling with, except like again, I mean, isn't in a, that part of like the industrial scene? But, and but like it's Rammstein but, and stuff. But I'm saying it's like a subculture, and this is a similar yeah. kind of thing. Like, there's like a sort of uh, like it, it. It feels very anime, I guess. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Like the whole combination here screams like something vaguely Japanese. I don't know as much about Japanese culture, so I can't speak to that, but I just found that combo so fucking corny. Well, and it I is. It's incredibly corny. stand it. But the whole movie's corny. I mean, like, Mila Kunis scrubs toilets with, like, her, like, Russian family, who, and then, like, the, the like, shitty cousin sells her eggs. Like, it's, dude. Well, that's the, I mean, that's the crux <laughs> That's of the, the best part of the movie. But the, the story is, it's, it really is like a Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland. Like, you you see a lot of Alice in Wonderland references through, like, some of the Matrix well, also, movies uh, here. C- Cinderella as well. Cinderella. Yeah. 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 Well, it, but, um, I, I think it's, it's strange that, like, Mila Kunis is this person who's inherited her, her birthright is earth. And that's kind of her slaughter house and our slaughter world, but she doesn't want to participate. And it, this is like a big star Trek episode because what I, the only thing that I really loved about this movie and, and you could really write out Channing Tatum completely. Like if Sean Bean would have taken on the kind of, father role that isn't explored mm-hmm. then you could have removed Channing Tatum and he could have been the one to kind of tr- I don't know it would have been but interesting like it needs to be a love story but because the Wachowskis are all about love like yeah. that's one of their central themes well I mean well but also like th- this movie it it kind of feels like a studio movie a little bit more than a Wachowski movie in some ways too though I don't know about that this movie feels nine different levels yeah. of insane it, in a way that well, but but it, no but it also it, it has a whole bunch of the hallmarks of other like kind of big budget blockbusters like the like hum like a lot of those like sort of um storytelling or, or fairy tale elements themselves are kind of popular in other hollywood movies yeah i just i felt like the des- like the design and the world building felt like it was less generic than what the studio would do and i almost feel like the lack of oversight i mean it, it feels like so many ideas well, and, and not enough people it, it, going it feels like, hard I don't to know say if, yeah i don't know like channing mm-hmm. tatum having wings at the end of the movie and giggling with mila kunis on her hover fucking shoes like that the but the that's last... like a scene Taylor made for like fourteen year old girls though. But this movie is like Eddie Redmayne is in a different movie than everyone else. You know, like yes, there's he is. So yes, he I is. Love, okay, but I mean, spoilers. I, I, but I would say that Eddie, Eddie Redmayne is in is in Jupiter Ascending, and everyone else is phoning in their performances to like a shit script and a bad movie. Like Eddie yeah. Redmayne lives in the I world. Disagree. Of everyone else is trying to make a like lived in like fantastical world seem real and eddie redmayne is everyone like, else except for mila kudis but yeah I, I know what you're saying he's doing like a marlon brando I mean, 
like breathless, like, please tell tell your mother I was here. <laughs> no, Eddie Redmayne's just like, I just won an Oscar for playing a trans person. I'm going to see if I could be more offensive somehow in this movie. Oh, sure. How is he uh, offensive in this movie? You don't think he's a gay stereotype? No. I didn't. I didn't get that at all. I, I, I thought he was That's more like he wanted to fuck his mom kind of yeah. character than he was oh, a gay totally. stereotype. He talks about his I, mom. I read I like that, that, uh, yeah, that, that Freudian yeah. impulse thing. Like it seemed like another one of those references rather. Okay. I just, I felt like he was coding the character in a way that made it like kind of have those undercurrents, but I could be completely mistaken. Well, he's kind of the... And like... Like, he's the antithesis of his brother, who is the, like, fornicating, like, heterosexual man. So he mm-hmm. could also, Eddie Redmayne's character could be, th- that's kind of the fascinating thing. Is, like, bi? Well, like, yeah. we also, but, like, on just, Jupiter, we don't know what the fuck is up. Like, what is gender? What is sexuality? Like, that's kind of well, the fun also, part about Exactly. The, the these movies. are immortal rich people. They're all pedophiles. Like, let's be real. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but his flamboyance is typically uh, associated in like Hollywood movies with like homosexuality, which I think you could be flamboyant and not be homosexual. But like, I feel like he's going for something that like plays with those stereotypes in a way that like would not be offensive if he wasn't also like a genocidal maniac. I just. Uh, but Man, because I didn't, I didn't read the queer coding at all, I see. Either. I see your point though. Like I definitely, I definitely see it now that you mention it, and it makes yeah, me that's... wonder if I should rewatch it to see if no, I could know some more. Don't I don't do know. It. You well, should. Yeah, you're probably right. It's just, it's bad. But but I, I don't know. I guess I, yeah. I I do like the Star Trek nature of this movie of the Prime Directive. Where it's, I guess it's not even so directive. You said Star Trek before, yeah. But can you can you sort of? I would love expand to. on what you think is Star Trek about this. The only thing that I really enjoyed about this movie is you're showcasing the ignorance of an Earth person who's trying to do what she believes is the right thing to do, and she's being told all of these different things and doesn't understand the customs from which she's signing away or what she's doing she's like thrust into this like royalty this huge thing and she's trying to like uh protect her family and she just doesn't understand the consequences and that type of ignorance is like something that they try to avoid in star trek but i just i felt like that ambiguity of like being thrown into things and being ignorant of the culture around you um was super star trekky to me interesting because yeah I would not have made that connection. Like, if anything, this felt more Star Warsy, where we're mm. hopping from planet to planet and trying to meet different people and dealing with annoying royals. Um, well, but 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 that's why this is a space opera because both Star Trek and Star Wars are space opera. That's the like, you know what I mean? There's a unification. Okay, space it's super opera. Bro- uh, Mario Brothers. So then, movie. a little bit of uh, that in here. Asimov is not space opera, right? Because Asimov is like hard sci-fi or what? I I don't think it has to be soft sci-fi because like Asimov might qualify because there's so many characters. I don't think there's angel wings and sci-fi okay. though, right? No, but the fantasy elements aren't essential to a space opera. There's plenty of like pretty 
grounded space operas out there. They're just the popular ones tend to be more Star Wars than than like. Speaking of else. space operas that are good, have you guys seen any of the Book of Boba Fett yet? No. No, dude. I I need to watch more episodes. I can't mm-hmm. I can't watch them like one at a time. That's bullshit. I'm I'm a millennial. I need to consume all my dude, media. Dude, you're missing out. It's uh, I know a lot of people. I'm missing out. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it though. I just I'm I'm just waiting. I know a lot of people hated the first episode, but I dug it. Second episode uh, was like a combo of Star Wars taking on Dances with Wolves and uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Hmm. So I didn't think it was great, but I'm sure a lot of people really dug it. Um, but someone Someone described it to me as Boba Fett getting his ass kicked over and over. Pretty much. much It's like a training sequence. Uh, Yeah, that that is Star Wars. Uh, But it's... I don't know. It's intriguing to me. I I like what I've seen so far uh, more than I like most of the Disney shit. And I think it's it's got potential. Um, Anyways, back to the bad. uh, Let's talk. Let's talk Hawkeye. I love that Hawkeye show like crazy. That was fun. But yeah, let's talk. Uh... Did did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I, I binged that like uh, last weekend or something. Super enjoyable. It's I didn't end up loving it, but oh, okay. I liked how they actually did like stunts and yeah. action sequences without a shit ton of CGI, which I think is one of my main issues with Marvel movies in general now. And like having that more grounded element to it i liked but i really don't like uh the girl from true grit oh i love i her. find her oh paco irritating as hell she's great um, highly steinfeld or steinfeld steinfeld yeah um actually what's I, the deal with these arrows she did a sh- she did a show here in Portland and oh, really? everyone said she was like a super nice. Uh, yeah, it's called Trinkets. Everybody said she's like super nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it, she just didn't do it for me. Uh-huh. And yeah, anyways, um, this has been Paco and Jason talk shows <laughs> that will not be relevant in the time this episode comes out. Uh um, I w- Let's get back to. I was kind of surprised by like. Uh, you know, I'm just going to put on front street that I was not a big fan of this movie. Like I I'm like you Paco or like I was starting out like the first 20 minutes. I was like, I kind of like this huge spectacle and this is kind of, it's like cloud Atlas in the scope. It's trying to do like the world building that I love. That's original. That's new to me that I'm excited to kind of get into. And then you settle into the Mm -hmm. like, Oh shit, this is what the movie is where I was like, not only was I confused, but Mm -hmm. none of the characters were, uh, like accessible to me in a way that like, I really understood or or appreciated. So it, it, there was no gravity to so much of, there was so much that were just unresolved and relationships, uh, conversations, like who the character Mila Kunis is, like there's so much that I just don't know about her and despite being with her for two and a half hours or whatever this movie was. And the Wachowskis have been good at points in like making a character that's recognizable and unique in a short period of time. Like, I think we could sort of define Neo's traits despite not a lot of characterization for him. Uh, but like 
Mila Kunis is like given basically nothing to do. Uh, like there's, there's, she's like the every woman. And so she's always reacting. So we don't get to like see any traits that make her like an interesting totally. character. She's not she's proactive. Super, and, she's and reactive and it's boring. And, like, and, yeah. and a, a huge part of the problem too, though, is like, and the way, the reason I described it more, like it felt like a studio film is because like, there were just like entire sequences where it was like two people obviously standing in front of a green screen. And then it was just like, oh no, don't kill my family. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ah, ha, 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 I'm going to kill your family. Like the delivery was just flat. And like you said, Jason, there's no gravity to any of the situations. Like I didn't think for a second that anything had any stakes or mattered at all in this movie to any of these characters, including like the one with the most to lose, like fucking Channing Tatum. Like fucking... Uh, I watched this movie a few days ago, but correct me if I'm wrong. Does Sean Bean die in this movie? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Exactly. Not even fucking Sean Bean dies in this movie. There's no goddamn stakes. Like Sean Bean's the guy you hire because you have to kill an important character. (laughs) Yeah. And like, well, but like nobody dies in this movie. Like what? Who, who dies? There's like not a single character death. Uh, Chicago, Chicago dies. Chicago yeah. dies. The, yeah. When they're like blowing up the loot, which was like, dope, well, by oh, the way, oh, yeah, thousand like, people die. But, 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 but that's like but, collateral damage. That that happens in films like 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 Snyder. You know what I mean? Like yeah, people, name one example, as long as they don't Terry, have faces, don't name matter. One example, <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's my point. It's like I the collateral damage is sort of like it doesn't matter. But there's no none of the characters are even like. No one even gets like stabbed or anything, like or shot. Like I guess like Chang Tatum gets shot a few times, but again, it's he's like she's like, oh, you you're bleeding, like you're dying, and he's like, no, I'm fine. And then they get like the skin gun that fixes it in like well, one he's second. Red like, for the military. It's, it's, there's okay? that he's part where uh, the car they stole was like a lady's car, so she had a pad, so oh, they could yeah. put that on where he's bleeding. Yeah, and- which like. Those little like bit jokes again. That's that's what to me feels like a studio yeah. film, like a sh- like a terrible Art gag Maxi like that. Pad's just, weird, and he doesn't know. And that's yeah, so that's what I mean. That that it's doesn't feel like a Wachowski weird. thing. That feels like another like the influence of the studio being like you got to throw in a gag for of, uh, the, like because it's because well, PG thirteen. And the other thing is apparently no one understood this movie in test screenings, so they had like extensive. Re-edits I, and some reshoots. I had heard that. I had um, heard that. The, the test screeners were like, what the hell is this garbage? So I wonder if some of that is... Because mm. that was like an exposition scene, too. Yeah. So I wonder if that was like heavy with the studio well, notes. Well, it ballooned their budget, um, too. Like, they... I think the movie was like $130, $140 million uh, starting with. And those reshoots costed mm-hmm. like an additional like fifty to 70000 Or $70 million. And so the... Like... This wasn't a humongous bomb, but it really didn't make any money. And I doubt anyone has really seen this unless they got drunk and ordered food and watched it on Netflix, you know, two years ago. Well, I, I think mean, a lot of people saw it as a new Wachowski movie. But then once the like initial reviews came out. But there's not even it, it lost like probably 200 million when you factor in the like uh, advertising budget because mm-hmm. it didn't make back its film budget. And then you figure all the other costs add up to like about three times that. 
but, but um, some of it looks expensive and great. Like the amount of costumes, like the sheer variety of costumes yeah. and the like set design. Like it's not just all CGI, like the bureaucracy office or whatever has that really cool. Like there's almost like European architecture amidst like these familiar office spaces that don't that make it feel familiar, although foreign at the same time. Like I liked the little things about that, but, but I also why didn't give like, a shit. The all as always, the production design in a Wachowski movie is incredible. Yeah. It's just kind of... But that that whole sequence feels so out of place, though. It's like, we, we, we don't need levity in this, like, heavy, like, uh, intrigue-laden, like, film. But all of a sudden, there's this, like, bureaucratic, like, joke thing that, like, again, it feels really weird. I don't know that it's necessarily a joke thing. It's more like showcasing how... Uh, much Mila Kunis doesn't understand about her new well, and role. Well, of course, that but like the, the robot guy is like, like paperwork, royal bloodline. Well, but the robot guy is played for laughs, though. I like, mean, I wasn't laughing. I wasn't laughing either. But uh, no, but you didn't like the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> and and most of the things that are supposed to be funny in the movie are not funny. But that doesn't mean that they weren't intended. Though you know what I mean? Like they're they're written as jokes. Because like Are they? where, where the know. robot the robot guy does a bribe and then says I don't do bribes like I'm pretty sure that's a joke or uh, my bowels are anything less than royal as the pickup line oh, yeah, right like, now we're gonna there fuck. are legitimately jokes in this movie yeah, that was but but they suck they rocked. they suck so bad they they don't feel like Wachowski scripts I didn't feel like that was a joke I. I don't know what I felt like that was, but I think they were purposely trying <laughs> oh, to God. write fish out of water. And how do you do like it's really, yeah, it's not Mila Kunis's fault. The script really is bad. Like, I think she even brings up like, please call me Jupe. And I'm like, did she ever go by that nickname uh, anywhere other than an hour and a half mm-hmm. into this fucking movie? And then the penultimate scene where, uh, you know, spoilers, the uh, roller skate uh wedding reception interruption or whatever uh they like interrupt and it's just like <laughs> quite a interrupt sh- shall i kill him the first one or the second no, one the second one with uh yeah there's yeah, two, of two of them <laughs> um but he's like shall i kill shall i kill him and and she's like get me out of here and then they just leave and i'm like you've built up this whole fucking movie just to go hey peace out like we're not going to resolve our conflict here but then go and it like just it was bad. Well, they go and then get captured by the other brother. Like I immediately. Do. Like, no, just... no, he's saying that's later. Yeah. That's the like final brother, but the fir- where they go. The... And she's also like, I'm not, I don't want to kill him. Yeah. Well, because the, the, the Eddie Redmayne brother. Yeah. That, uh, that one. Yeah. The, but that whole sequence, like it gets interrupted because like shit's exploding and stuff. Yeah. But Channing Tatum also interrupts it, yeah. doesn't he? Well, but remember he he comes in underneath, so like I, she like kind of is able to sneak away because shit is exploding, but like he doesn't directly no, like, rescue right. her. It's just the same doesn't setup. He ski but into but that chapel after that is the part. No, that's the second. That's the other brother. Um, but but it comes first in the movie. The chapel scene is before the end scene with Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. So that's Eddie Redmayne's brother that he does yeah. that too. That's weird. I totally thought that was the same scene <laughs> that I was referencing. Um, you, no, I mean, but I think the shall I kill him part is from the Eddie Redmayne scene. Oh, okay. If I remember right. That's because I remember. I don't remember him saying that to Eddie Redmayne. Super let down. It's almost as if like Agent Smith and Neo 
like saw each other at the subway and Neo was like, you know, I'm going to walk away, but I'll see you next time. But I, I, it was just like, no, this is, but, but I scene. thought Eddie, Eddie Redmayne eventually dies when everything blows up. Right. Because he's like yeah. falling down and Mila Kunis is falling down and then she gets rescued by dog boy mm-hmm. as she's falling for like the 10th time There's in the movie. Falling, so I don't like, um, there's so much falling and she's just always a damsel in distress and she's always being rescued by dog boy. That was the weird. This is maybe the hardest movie I've had to like sort of piece together to talk about because it feels like everything happens multiple times. Yeah. And so that fucks with my understanding of the chronology. Like, Channing Tatum's out of an airlock more than once. That Mila Kunis keeps awesome. falling. Where where the there's implodes. multiple weddings. I, yeah. I do like that little world building element where the suit like like that was really yeah. cool. I was yeah. like, holy fuck! Like the design elements of that were so cool that I was just unimpressed the rest of the movie, other than that little little flicks of uh, inspiration. Yeah, I don't know. This one, this one really frustrated me. And it's 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 the subversion of the like the chosen one is usually a boy or a man. And you have this chosen one fairy tale of like it's like Goldilocks. There's with the three bears. You have a brother that and a sister and another brother who are like trying to take advantage of you. Like it has that fairy tale element, but it doesn't translate well. And Mila Kunis's character is criminally underwritten that there's no at no point is there an arc at all to her character or like something that would explain why like we should care. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Other yeah. than the rocket boots, what changes? Like, that's it. Like she gets rocket boots, but she's basically the same character as the beginning as at the end when the fuck does she get rocket boots? Yeah, at the end you know, that she, last scene homeboy has like they're on like wings. sears tower and they're channing tatum's teaching her how to fly dude i must that have was been like, like the last drunk. the last part of the movie before <laughs> that's the, how the movie ends click, click, i remember him in like hugging her with his wings oh, but dude. i don't remember it was right after yeah, that no, because then they practice flying which be, okay the yeah, Wachowskis. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe I just shut it off out of the, anger. The Wachowskis <laughs> love that shit for like the main characters flying away or flying towards the camera. Like half of their movies are characters flying towards the, you know, flying out of frame mm-hmm. or towards us. It's it's adorable. It's just ridiculous because it's Channing Tatum as like it's, a hot it's topic a- character. Yeah, <laughs> like, flying with his angel wings, and I like did not know he had wings the whole fucking movie. So why didn't you? Well, no, he didn't have wings. They got cut off because he was. They got cut he, off. He killed a because uh, he was a, a fallen angel person. boyfriend again. Yeah. It's like it's like fourteen year old fan fiction stuff, dude. It's it's like young adult friendly. There's so and much young. Sean adult Bean lost like, his wings too. Yeah, like, that's the whole thing. You know, he's just he's just a a B guy. Ben Affleck though. <laughs> No one's ever gonna take his wing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Armageddon. Just those awful. Or no, that's Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay. oh, we've covered way too many of these fucking movies. Oh, Wait, I, I thought Ben Affleck legitimately had some like awful wing tattoos too, though. I think he oh, might. He? Uh, didn't oh. he have wings in Dogma that he oh, like yeah. cut those off or something? Those looked kind of cool. That was kind of he, yeah. 
There's something like that. God. He was like an angel, yeah. Doesn't he get him like sh- someone gets their wings shot off? Does he shoot off he, Bad Damon's I wings? Think or with, like, like they cut gun? their wings they, off or something. In, in order to like make the apocalypse happen, they have to cut the their wings off to be fallen and then go into God's temple and Alanis Morissette. The, the, that movie is a trip. I haven't seen that in forever. Um, Neither have I. Dude. I used to watch it on Comedy Central like once a week though when I was a kid because <laughs> they played it so much. Didn't they have a poop monster in it? Oh, fuck it, Golgotha. Yeah, dude. The uh, the pit underneath the yeah, the, the, cat, the shit Calvary. <laughs> it's like the shit pit yeah, monster. The, and then it's a fucking weird movie. Yeah. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is a must do. Oh, yeah. Like, and but God, that that will be a painful one for me. Um. Anyways, uh, as you can tell, we really don't want to talk about this movie because there's still a lot to talk about. I do kind of like the idea that it basically is QAnon before QAnon, where they're harvesting people mm-hmm. to give the rich adrenochrome. Yeah. Uh, I, I was laughing about that. But uh, instead of adrenochrome, it's just like life essence or something. But I don't know. It's painful that everything in this movie is so generic and absurd at the same time like yes channing tatum is a rocket powered lone wolf fallen angel but literally a lone wolf a wolf without a pack like it's so dumb guys, that's what his it's, name it's means so in frustrating irish come on right the but no, it's just comfort or something it's so name? frustrating because google it Everywhere else, the Wachowskis have done, like, pretty solid building of characters and worlds. And, like, this just feels almost like a cash-in. Well, it feels Where empty. they're like, fuck it. It's, it, it feels like yeah. a, one of your biggest collaborator producers is just like, dude, come up with uh, an idea for a new IP that's original. And so they're just throwing all these ideas together, like... I love the idea of a base in the in uh, Jupiter's big red spot. Like I love that stuff was really cool to me, and I liked like the aliens from Signs mm-hmm. show up. That was kind of weird. Naboo makes an appearance. Dude, they're Some great. The, like, they're totally great. Um, yeah. There was like little things that were really weird and that I liked, but it's just the the script. The well, actual and they and they do that notes. thing with like the glitches in the Matrix. With like people being abducted yeah. by aliens and well, stuff. Well, I love too. that like, the the close encounters they, they, the third kind scene where there's just a beam of light on the table and yeah. the place is shaking. I was like, this is kind of fun. I wish more of the mm-hmm. movie was that. Yeah, we just there's too much bullshit with like rocket skates and really dead ass like delivery by Mila Kunis. Like, and I guess it, you're right. It's underwritten and it's a thankless role, but like she's also uniquely bad. Like, the, truly one of the most awful performances of protagonist I've seen in a very long time. Like, it's yeah, just she's so, so uninspired. Flat. I feel like she's miscast. Like, I would give her like an award for like worst performance. Like, I don't think it's, it's just like, so bad. I don't, think it's I don't know I just, how many actors can speak Russian. So I feel like that was something they were looking for because, you know, she's Russian um, but like they could just teach someone Russian. They they made prosthetics to make people look Korean. Yeah, like, that's never been a problem for the Wachowskis. No, there's a hard line that they don't cross. <laughs> like race bending is not an Jesus issue for Christ. them at all, especially Russians. Uh, yeah, These Slavic people they don't give a shit about. And like there's like a whole range of people who can look Russian. Like, you just have to look is that vaguely like. 
No, but I'm saying like Russia goes from Eastern Europe all the way to the fucking Pacific. Like, well, so, but, okay, okay. Well, no, no, let's just stop right now because there's a whole lot of ethnic stuff you're just trampling <laughs> all over. So let's just, let's okay. just. <laughs> I just know the geography and I just sort of assumed there would be different ethnic groups in somewhere that large, right? They are, and not all of them identify as Russian, is my point. We have to be careful. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, um, that makes sense. I. <laughs> I can totally understand not wanting to identify as Russian. <laughs> right. No, there's it's it's its own thing. Yeah, right. But no, but you're right though. They they could just teach someone the lines and find someone who looks vaguely Slavic, yes. But then they would sub <laughs> yeah, it would they work. have nothing to go off of. Like it's just such a weirdly empty movie where there's no character traits. It, it's it's just it's the dartboard philosophy of like Channing Tatum's character is such a dartboard idea of like, okay, roller skates, then throwing a dart at the board, uh, angel wings, throwing a dart at the board, fox catcher cauliflower ears, um, or whatever he was wearing. Uh, well, you know, part of the thing with him supposedly is they wanted it to have a Wizard of Oz like feel, so they made him a dog person, apparently in part, according to Wikipedia, uh, because he was supposed to be the Toto, uh, <laughs> the like constant source Dude, of comfort. You're which... breaking my brain. Making uh, wouldn't that just, be crazy though if handle... like she was abducted and oh. each of the people that she would meet in the Jupiter and all around and stuff were her family members mm-hmm. and different makeup and like shit, just like Wizard of Oz. But I'm saying at the end of the Wizard on, of Oz, hang on, Terry, like, she so doesn't she tries fuck to Toto, marry like... Terry. <laughs> I'm this this quote is yes Dorothy has a protector Toto who's always barking at everyone and that was sort of the origin of Kane. Oh god. So But she doesn't have sex yeah. with Toto at the end of the movie. <laughs> like like she's not making out with Toto. Like that it's just it, it, like that perverts they lost everything a that you're going for when you turn him from into that like movie, though. So we really don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah, dude. There was an R-rated yeah. cut. <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know what Judy Garland got up to in her personal life, but oh boy, we can't confirm <laughs> or deny that she didn't. <laughs> this is bad. I love Did she bless the rains down is... in Africa? Yeah, uh, it's gonna take some time to do those things. Well, you never. Sorry. Anyways, this movie sucks. Uh, do we have any other things we want to um, say about it before we go to Saving Face? I mean, I'm I'm with Jason. I think the world building is solid i just wish that the script supported the world building that's like my biggest beef with the movie because like i could quibble about the little bits but honestly it's just that like there's a lot more intention and like kind of interesting things just not like in the actual dialogue or character interactions yeah like the most interesting character is sean bean right like because he actually has shit his character has done and he has a past and, well, and he like betrays well, Kane, like that, and like he's got he's got like a character that, that person arc. that looks yeah. like they're from Whoville or whatever who works with Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> oh, yeah, the like rat boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, you guys, I'm so uh, sorry, but Eddie Redmayne, nice. his character kicked ass. So that's, I mean, we could totally transition to Saving Face 
if we want. You're fucking blowing my mind Dude. thinking Eddie Redmayne kicked ass. Eddie Redmayne? I'm so happy as a society we decided we were done with him. I'm I'm going to blow your mind again because like I'm with Jason on this one. Like oh, Redmayne stole the show. Like he was chewing that so scene. All so right. Hard. Let's let's go to saving face. There's something about <laughs> there. There's something I like to do a different song every time. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it different every there's time. There's Oh, there's something. Um, ready men, ready men, main. Uh, <laughs> he's. This is really. I'm gonna sound condescending. He's pitch perfect at how uncomfortable he makes every scene because of how bad like i don't think he's listening to the cues from the directors of, or knows what he's doing like he's also a, a like he's a broadway actor like he's a great actor and that's what made this fascinating was this is he a great actor no but like it this movie felt like I'm going to just fuck her, like, do my own thing. And it's so weird and off-putting and, and just strange that he's kind of compelling. There's something, ba- like, it's a bad performance, bad script, but there's something, there's a spark of something interesting here where, like, he stole every scene. It was the cadence of how he talked. It was the way he moved, how stiff he looked. He looked, like, it's super interesting to me of everyone Dude, the, in the movie. The way he, he talked, like, kind like, of blew my mind. Just, it was so over the top. See, I, and and he was like, I love it. There's a scene where where he's like, "Don't you ever say like I would kill my mother." And then later on, he's basically like, "I killed my mother." Like it's just, dude, it's wild. Like <laughs> it's so campy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's bad. I just... It's so hammy. It's campy. He does chew the scenery. Like, yeah. He looks like he's the only one who's kind of having fun or in, like, is in a different movie. He just... His energy is so weird, like, closer to Dune. <laughs> like, he seems just no, out, but out, out there. It's like, Lynch's Dune, maybe. But, like, also be he's cool. just got this super silly energy that like no one else has well, he's not taking a break. and well, that's because no one else has any energy at all <laughs> i would dispute that i think most of the supporting cast has energy i just think the two leads are God, it's so fucking it's, it's completely like so naked. Bad. <laughs> uh it's it's painfully bad but like i don't know it to me, it just felt like drama kid energy. Like, look how much I can act uh, instead of how good I can act. I mean, and it did nothing for me. But I feel like if he had tried to really put in an A plus performance with the shitty script that he had, like, I just don't see any choice working in that role that I think that's what's kind of interesting about it is it's so muted. It's like he's barely whispering, talking like it's like the end of his breath like as he's exhaling and then he does his dialogue like it's so weird that i i kind of like it david lynch fuck yes i would see a spin-off i just that- i hate eddie redbane generally like he always rubs me the wrong way uh i find him like just a really obnoxious and sort of over the top he's like the wes anderson of actors um uh <laughs> 
he just he thinks he's better than he is and he thinks he has more craft than he does and he loves to call attention to himself in ways that just fucking irritate me uh <laughs> so I, like I, we really I could see what you're here. describing yeah like I, I feel it but like it didn't bother me as much as it clearly does you <laughs> dude I just fucking hate Eddie Redmayne uh, hey oh, that is, like, that's fine sit down man. okay we get it <laughs> yeah. well it, um, I assume that doesn't mean he's your pick for saving face so. not dude <laughs> I'm going with my boy Sean yeah I thought you were going to say oh, that yeah <laughs> Uh, Fuck yeah. He survived the movie. Uh, <laughs> he outacts both our leads every scene he's in. But, and, and he's and like, like acting he, understated too, though. Like, like his performance is yeah. Yeah. effortless. <laughs> and unlike everyone else in the movie, he has like an element of gravitas. Uh, like, well, he has, a, he has a character arc too, even though like they forget conveniently that he sold him out at the end. But regardless, like he <laughs> yeah. actually has an arc. Well, yeah, but it's like they understand why he did it, you know, because it, they were threatening his kid. Yeah, that's weird. Um, that's the yeah, only... I know. Channing Tatum's like, "Do you have any other kids?" And it's like, "No." Okay, cool. Yeah. You're good. Like, it's there's resolved so quickly. But that's why it's like yeah. the whole movie is a, a fairy tale. It's so surface that it just feels like a dream that she yeah. she slipped on the floor of the bathroom while she was cleaning the toilet and was knocked out <laughs> and this was some dumb dream or like she, there was yeah. there was like a paperback like on the counter huffed, about Jupiter and she you know something right. dumb but she she huffed too much ammonia and <laughs> yeah. just had like a hallucination. Okay, she's addicted to uh, <laughs> she's addicted to cleaning huffing cleaning products and she wants to be an astronaut. Um she yeah. used to be a, an inline skater back in the day. Um, Dude, honestly, that would be okay. a better movie. <laughs> like, I'm just saying that the whole the whole plot line about selling her eggs so she could buy a telescope. Like, can we just talk about how weird that is for like one second? Though? I don't know. Yeah. The bees are genetically designed to recognize royalty in this movie, so I'm like flabbergasted at everything. <laughs> everything about this movie I mean, is so fucking weird. I just love the idea that. It's not like to get out of the house where she lives with like 20 other people. Yeah. It's to buy like a completely obnoxious telescope. Oh my uh, God. Like, like you, a gold telescope that costs like $4,000. Which, I mean, <laughs> do you even have roof access in your building? Like, God, it's so fucking. Yeah, in Chicago, well, and then they, you, like, see the whole the pitches in. you see the stars yeah. really good at night in Chicago, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, you know that thing <laughs> they call, like, light that. pollution? Uh, like, I don't know if I saw more than three stars when I lived in Chicago. I mean, I wasn't really looking up at the sky a lot at night, but, like, there's just so much shit going on. Please tell like, me one of them was John Cusack. I never saw John Cusack, but if I, I did work with, like, a family member of his once. Um... So, was Joan really nice? That's something, right? Yeah, that's that's dope. It was not Joan. Yeah, it was like a, a nephew or something. Um, just like a, a nice guy, but I was like... Yeah. Anyways, uh, this episode, much like the movie Jupiter Ascending, has probably gone on too long. Uh, so join us next week when we are discussing Lana's solo film, 
The Matrix Resurrections. Until then, you can catch us on social media at uh, Atur's Vulgar on Twitter. We're on Instagram as Vulgar Atur's Pod. Or just Vulgar Atur's. I don't remember. Uh, we took a three week break. Uh, and uh, you can also email us at vulgarateurs at gmail.com. And yeah, we will catch you next time. And astrology is total bullshit. Always. Right at the end there. Yeah. Sneaky.